0: Wow, I am feeling responsible today. How about you, tiny Yeah, I mean, me too. I, this new revelation that we might be parents. Parents yeah. to our evil selves. That uh whew, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling proud.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a proud papa. I'm a proud papa. We're proud papas. Proud papas. <laughs> you know what? As a proud papa, I'd like to ask you, I'd like to practice asking you a, a question as if I would ask my
0: my new child a question. Please, please do. I'm all ears, Papa. All right. Thank you. What's your favorite color? What's my favorite color? Well, as a little child. Yeah, remember, do it with the mind of a child. The mind of a child is pretty weak and, and feeble, <laughs> but very imaginative. Yeah, they're stupid, but imaginative. They're stupid, but an imaginative. So I'm going to go with. I mean, and when I was a child, the color I saw the most—it's got to be blue because that's the color of the sky. And Oh wait, I got to say it like I was am your child. Is blue, Papa? <laughs> oh, if, you know what? If our
1: children don't call us Papa at the end of every sentence, then I'm disowning them. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's rule number one. I don't think that's too strict either. I think that's a good rule.
1: You have to set boundaries as parents.
0: Uh huh, and. The boundary is you have to call us Papa.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, it's free as a bird, free as a free as Cheryl Crow married to the sun. Yes. All right. Well, play us in crickets. Hello. Themed episode of Nature Talks to Itself, the first podcast by nature for
0: everybody. But if you are part of the ozone, you might like it a little more. I am your co host, Tony the Rock Geode, and I am a tiny crunchy leaf, first name a tiny, last name crunchy leaf. And today's theme is parenthood. parenthood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We have an extremely special guest on the show today. Uh, they came from so far away uh, to be here. And, and you know, I, I bet they got a lot of good things to say. Please welcome a meteorite named Astroc, uh Astrolocles? Is that. Am I pronouncing it right?
2: Yes, it is, uh, is Astrolocles. That is my name.
0: Oh, my God. You speak as if you wear a cape. So why? Mm, well, you know.
2: I've been here for millions and millions of years coming from space. So for me, I've seen a lot, experienced a lot. So whatever questions you have, especially about parenthood, I feel like I can answer it because I've experienced everything under the sun and out of the sun as well, because I came <laughs> from space. In case that wasn't clear beforehand.
0: Yeah, Incredible. no. I mean, wow, I am so honored to have you in our presence. I mean, so you... You came from outer space millions and millions of years ago from, from millions and millions of miles or what, what do they call it, knots? What do they call it in space? Uh,
2: uh, well, in space, we just say we're here <laughs> and then wherever we're going, we're just there. You know, space kind of takes you. Right. Space just kind of takes you wherever it wants you to go. Right. Wow. You know, and then you get here and it's a little bit different. You know, you're moved around a lot more uh-huh. Uh forcefully just by the nature and and people and things and animals and stuff. I've traveled. I can fully say that I've probably traveled all over the
1: world. Whoa. That's Incredible. amazing. Do you like it? Do you like being moved around? You know, just kind of like, I'm here. I'm there.
2: No, <laughs> not at all. Um, If I could be back with my— If I could be back a part of a bigger meteor, I would definitely love to do that. But, you know, I've recently— through just sort of talking it out with different therapeutic uh forest forest entities
0: like brooks and stuff
2: I've had to come to terms with the notion that that's just never going to happen again, mm. and I am just a singular entity, I am just a meteorite, I will never be a part of a bigger meteor ever again. Wow,
1: yeah, that's wow, I mean, deep you know that is that's deep. that's pretty pretty uh i don't know wise of you i uh,
2: well, when you're living with so much of that I have to live with, you know, you have to sort of cope. So you have to figure out how you're gonna live with this. Are you gonna be angry at the world? You're gonna be angry with yourself, you're gonna be hold yourself, you know, hostage to some of your past sins, or are you going to own those sins, accept them, and be able to move on and forgive yourself? Yes. Yes, I was a part of a meteor that killed all the dinosaurs. Oh. Yes. You were part of that meteor? Yes. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a long time before I had a night where I went to sleep and I didn't see their faces staring up. You know, me and the rest of the meteor coming at us, them knowing all we had on our mind was death and destruction. Oh, what a traumatic past! We didn't think we were gonna do the whole planet, though. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was gonna be the whole planet that 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 suffered from our blast. I thought it was just like gonna be just a few little dinosaurs here and a few little mm-hmm. other little mm-hmm. earth things there but we ended up wiping out of all of nobody told me that I was signing up for that's all i'm saying
0: so you all kind of just collectively as the one huge meteor you're kind of, you're just looking to have a little bit of fun maybe take out a dinosaur or two right but did you yeah, did you think we were kids th- <laughs> it's a prank basically
2: yeah it was basically just one big one sort of earth prank that we were going to play that just ended up wiping out
0: all of the things on Earth. And I had a lot of time to sit with that. <laughs> so do you guys kind of like broke like gajillions of years ago. You you set your sights on the dinos on Earth. You kind of like broke yourselves off <laughs> from a larger chunk and were like, let's, let's do this. And kind of hurled yourselves all the way over here.
2: Yeah, we were a part of one huge meteor, right? And then we became, or one huge meteor. And then we sort of split ourselves off to make one lesser-sized meteor, but two medium-sized meteors. Gotcha. And then we went out to the other one because the other meteor that was there, oh, my gosh, such wussies. They didn't <laughs> want to do it. No, not us. No, not us. Now, in hindsight, sure, I think they had the right idea. They are probably still off in space, living their best life, and I'm stuck here on Earth, apart from all my family and friends. I haven't seen anybody that crashed to the Earth with me. Really? In, since, the, since that day.
1: Whoa. Wow. That sounds That's a traumatic. lot to lose from a prank. Yeah. <laughs> Worst prank repercussions I've ever heard. Sometimes I come
2: across a rock and I'll be like, Rick Stoff is that you or somebody else that that rock looks like? And then the rock is like, "Ah, sorry, you got the wrong guy.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, it happens to me all the time. I'm a geode, you know, and, and everybody's always asking me if I'm Rickstaff, actually.
2: Well, you do kind of have a Stoff look.
1: Yeah? What about me is kind of Rick Stoffy? Well, well, the thing about
2: Rick Stoff is he always, like, his edges were always just not necessarily that smooth. He, He didn't have, he ain't having smooth edges. And so if you just saw him, he'd be like, there'd be some rocks that's like all they, there's some parts of the media that's all they cared about was their part being smooth. But not Rick Stoff. Rick Stoff would just be like, man, I'm just, hey, like, this is how I come, you know? Like, part of my jaggedness is what makes me me.
1: I just yeah. love that confidence about Rickstaff. Hey, Rickstaff sounds like a good influence, honestly. I mean, even though you were in league with Rickstaff to murder a bunch of dinosaurs.
0: I, talk, I, I talked him into it. Wait, what? You were the one talked him in? Wow.
2: Because Rickstaff was going to go with the other meteor, and I said, no, Rickstaff, this will be fun. And, like, you know, we've known each other since we were kids. Oh, uh, I don't know where he is. He could be at the bottom of the ocean. He could just be, I
1: don't know, and it's my fault. Just just like you said, yeah. It's okay. You're allowed to let it out on this show. You know, we are supportive. Astralocles,
2: you talked about this. You You may have influenced him to come, but it was his decision to come. The Brooks said so. It was his decision to come, and you can't take that away from him. You don't have to burden that pain. He decided to come. He decided to come. I'm sorry guys I
0: just had to talk to myself for a second.
2: So no. let's get back to it fun stuff no. fun. <laughs>
0: no, oh yeah, yeah yeah. No that you know you got to do what you got to do. I mean but hey he he sounded like a great guy and you never know maybe maybe you'll run into him again you know. And maybe maybe he's wiser for this experience too you know. Yeah, even if he, could, so so he's at the bottom of the ocean. What's so bad about the bottom of the ocean? It's the same as being on, on top of the land, you know. I was
1: there for hundreds of years, and I went crazy. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I went that's, absolutely insane, had no friends around. It was so dark I couldn't see, you know. There were these weird creatures that
0: freaked me out. <laughs> it was. That's true. Yeah. It's a freak show down there. It is a, a total freak show. Freak show down and there. it's not advertised as a freak show, and that's my problem with it. It's advertises a world of wonders until you get a little deeper and then it's a freaking freak show. God, I I hope to God Rick Stop isn't down <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean, I'll be honest. That yeah, what a nightmare for that to be the outcome. Oh. oh yeah, <laughs> to bully to
1: basically force your friend to come with you on something you didn't they didn't even want to do and then they end up isolated and alone from everybody they love. And at least you get the therapist. Oof. Yeah. But don't feel bad. I mean, that's like, you you have a good point, but also,
2: you know, maybe that wind up being the best. If he is at the bottom of the ocean, maybe he—that was the best thing that ever happened to him. And you know, he met like, you know, maybe the freak show was part of his sort of being all alone. Who, who knows? Right, right. I mean, no, no reason to point the finger or just you no, know, or point blame or anything. I'm just, you know, it's just, you know.
0: Right. Of course. Yeah. We're uh, we're not blaming you. And uh, oh, uh, no, 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 no,
1: no. And and, uh, hey, here I am. And you know what? I made a friend on the other side in the tiny. So, you know what? Rikstav might make a a friend who is uh, better to them than, you know, his previous friends who, you know, asked him to go kill a bunch of dinosaurs, you know. So, yeah.
0: And, you know, I I mean, as you've learned, like, uh, things change big time on this earth. I mean, Uh like, I'm sure you've seen. So, yeah, you've been all over the world. So I'm sure he's. Rick Stoff is is got to be doing some similar travels in his time. Who knows how long it'll take, but even if he is at the bottom of the ocean, maybe someday uh, he'll be at the top of a mountain, just like uh, Tony was at one point as well. Tony was at the top of Mount Everest at one point also.
1: Yeah, but when I was at the top of Mount Everest, it was called Mouse Everest because a lot of mice... They 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 hiked it. Uh, I'm sure you know about this. Um, I,
2: I know a little bit about something. I can't say I, I can say that I'm a little bit of a world history buff. Most of it I've learned through living through it, not necessarily from books or whatnot. Of course. Hey,
1: I mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, some people don't pay attention to what's going on around them. They don't retain that info. So it, it doesn't come easy even if you live through it. Yeah, not me.
2: I mean I once was on I once was stuck on the bottom of Julius Caesar's sandal for <laughs> wow. for a month and oh. let me tell you
1: that guy got around yes. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I mean they, they conquered the, the half of the freaking globe how
1: did he step what were his what kind of what was his step what
0: were his steps like being on the bottom of the sandal Well it was
1: interesting because I would have thought
2: like oh yeah he's definitely going to like unwedge me from the bottom of the sandal But I was more in the back back heel part, and he seemed to like on his. He seemed to walk more on his front half of his foot, Mm. so he didn't really feel me. He was a tippy
0: toes kind of guy. Yeah, he was kind of like a tippy toes guy. You know, you wouldn't imagine Julius Caesar as a tippy toes kind of guy. So with that much power, being that uh, delicate, but hey, that's cool. Yeah, that
2: was a real ruling style back then in, in Rome. They, they were like, they presented as really tough sort of people. But yeah, they really walked soft. <laughs> they had really soft gestures. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it was, I guess they were taking that sort of uh, lesson of, you know, the loudest one in the room is usually the uh, weakest one uh, mm-hmm. that that saying, mm-hmm. but I guess they made it to say, all right, the loudest stomping, most hard move it movements person doing in the room is probably the weakest one. So they made a point to make sure they walked the softest, did the softest movements and sort of like talked in the floweriest of language.
1: Now, this is just a rumor I've heard, but like g- gladiatorial battles mm. Humans have portrayed them as these vicious matches, but, uh, you know, I heard the most powerful people were essentially hitting, themselves with, hitting people with pillows, right? You know? Yes. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I,
2: the one thing that I know about history today is I think there's a lot of inaccuracies. You know, me living a part of this, you know, and seeing some of these things firsthand, I will say that oftentimes in gladiator battles, the gladiators would... It wasn't even about destroying the other person. Sometimes it would it would be how bad can I destroy myself in front of you? So if it's like, oh, you think you're bad, watch me beat my own head in <laughs> and then and then the other guy would be like, Oh, you think you're bad, then watch me beat my own head now, like you were saying, sometimes it it would involve softer things like pillows or you know, or like they would whip themselves with dandelions or other other flowers <laughs> that they picked up in the fields, or, you know. But then in some of the more masochistic matches, you know, they would take flowers like roses and stuff, but then they might scratch themselves with the thorn and be like, ooh, ee, ooh, thorn scratch, you know, that type of stuff. Or, Oh, the crowd was cheering thorn scratch when it happened. Thorn scratch, thorn scratch. There was one who, there was a gladiator named thorn scratch, and he was one of the most popular ones because he was ultimately... The one who could scratch himself the most. You should see this guy. It was like, it's if you, it's like if you took if you took the look of somebody who had cut themselves, but mm. imagine that over every inch of your body.
0: Whoa! Wow! That's a that's a lot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that was thorn scratch.
1: Now I'm imagining a person who is a knife that is also made of knives. When you say that, so the look of somebody who who
0: cuts is a knife to me for some reason. And all over their body are knives. And I'm imagining the crowd is chanting, but they're all chanting very quietly and daintily. So it's like a a mass of people just going, thorn scratch, thorn scratch, thorn scratch. Yeah, I just have to say,
2: yeah, it's not it's not like it's depicted in, you know, in sort of current media it wasn't as raucous and loud as they, as they make it out to be.
1: You know, they didn't even mention the roses and dandelions that were just used for these stupid human fights. I mean, nobody ever talks about them. You don't see that in Russell Crowe. Also, not a Crowe's movie, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, more like Russell Mann. Yeah, Come on, name yourself after yourself.
2: Yeah, you know, and that's what I, that's what I feel about a lot, of, a, lot of these, a lot of this media stuff where people who aren't, like Chris Rock, for example. Don't get me
0: started. No, Don't get me started.
1: Just oh, be yeah. Chris Mann.
0: <laughs> you know, that's your name. Exactly. That's, that's who you are. I mean, what about the rock? <laughs> I mean, <And>, he's <laughs> claiming to be the rock, not just a rock. At least be a rock. Hey, and trust me. I and
2: mean, Tony, you can agree with this. It's like, hey, everybody wants to be a rock, but they don't want to actually be a rock. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the guy had to go so far as be like, I want to be at the tooth fairy at some point, too. You know, <laughs> it's like make up your
2: mind. Like, what culture are you really trying to ape here? You know what I mean? Like whatever suits, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Huh?
1: Yeah. Just,
0: and just trust me. me you. I've,
2: I've floated some boats. I've helped float some
0: boats. Oh, oh, really? Whoa. I'd imagine it might be heavier.
2: Oh, no. There's been times where um, where there was one period in my life where I was. um, um. Trapped in a sort of circular bag of other, of other like rocks and sort of uh, things like that to where then we were placed under a boat to help float. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, rocks and stuff, wouldn't that be heavy? But they rigged it in some way where we were on top of some sort of flotational aspect. So then we were helping keep the boat up because the boat had like holes and stuff. And it. it was like, gotcha. yeah, like a pulley weighing type system. It's hard to explain if you didn't see it. But if you would see it, you would say, oh, makes perfect sense. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> makes 100% perfect sense. We got a hole in the boat. Let's put some rocks in a bag and put it under the
0: boat. I'm all about pulley systems and levers. Uh, I think that, I think technology, I think we should uh, mankind should have explored that a lot more. They went down this weird digital road I think they should have stuck with pulleys and levers and seen how far they could have taken those you know a tiny you're a bit of a Rube Goldberg nut I'm a bit of a Rube Goldberg nut I am a bit of a Rube Goldberg nut You love a weird
1: machine that causes another machine to do a thing to have a boot kick a pie that puts the pie in the mouse's face so it runs in a wheel and you know I
0: do yeah I you know I grew up on a on an oak on a college campus up there in Santa Cruz and a lot of those, uh, a lot of the stoners would be uh, sketching uh, under me. And I would, you know, I was, uh, got to see a lot of cool, freaky sketches of a lot of wacky they got stuff. got high and
1: Drew, Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine.
0: Exactly. A lot of them involving, uh, you know, mushrooms that kind of look like people. But, you know, they really, you know, they were kind of stretching the look of a mushroom again. You know, not exactly a mushroom, but still look very cool.
1: Hey, we all got to have hobbies. You know what I mean? Yeah, what did you have any hobbies when you were out in
2: space? When we were out in space, just sometimes we would, uh, sometimes we would kind of float around uh, Jupiter. Um, Jupiter was like really was the hangout space for a lot of uh, uh, meteors, and so sometimes we would just kind of just like, oh, anybody going to Jupiter? Anybody going to Jupiter's Millennia? And then somebody would be like, oh yeah, we might, we might, we might be there. And then you so you kind of go there. Um, sometimes you would go outside of what the planets everybody else knows and kind of go into sort of different galaxies.
1: Oh, well. um,
2: a lot of them haven't even been discovered or just haven't even been explored, really, because obviously, you know, humans, puny, stupid humans can't really, you know, they can't really research that much because yeah. they don't really know shit.
1: No, they're just like kind of, you know, colorizing versions of photos to the best of their ability to make them look cool. Right.
2: Cause some of the stuff I could tell you right this, cause some of these pictures that I've seen of what they think that some of these planets look like, I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> no way. Like, you think that's how you 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 think that's how Uranus looks? Oh my gosh, Uranus is way uglier than that. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, Stone Cold, bitch! Wow, Stone Cold, wait, so, Stone Cold, what? okay, <laughs> but in the best way, in the best way. So,
1: like, tells it like it is, kind of Stone Cold. Yeah, okay. just
2: like, hey, I could like suffers no fools, Uranus. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, with a name like Uranus, you know what I mean?
0: It's fitting.
2: Oh, for sure. And and I can tell you right now, Uranus wasn't the original name. Her, her actual, like Uranus's actual name was something totally different.
1: Yeah. I heard it was called My Butt, uh, but somebody was like, nah, Uranus.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Uranus was actually My Butt Jr. But oh. then, um, and then, you know, once they kind of got their own sort of identity, they renamed themselves Uranus because they would be like, My Butt Jr. is, you know,
1: is my parent name. There's so much, you know. I I feel like you know you were broken off of a larger meteor, Uranus. You know, broke off from my butt, senior. Obviously, mm-hmm. it feels like there's a lot of uh, almost like teenage rebellion going on, uh, or, or rebellion in general. I don't know what the ages were. No, well, maybe that's just. I feel like maybe that's just world nature,
2: you know, galaxy mm-hmm. nature, just universe nature. Let's just say that. I think it's just universe nature because. <laughs> You know, I, I, I think that even here on Earth, I've experienced, you know, teenage angst. You know, I've seen it and in a way that in the very rare moment, it's like, oh, this thing I relate to in humans. Yeah. There's not much that I relate to in humans because, you know, they make a lot of terrible decisions. They're, they're pretty awful most of the time. Ah. But there are some times where, like, I go, okay, this thing I can relate to in this human.
0: Yeah, I guess everything, you know... So many things in nature at one point have to kind of get out on their own, you know, and kind of explore on their own. Uh, And there's that moment before where you're just like, quit telling me what to do, you know, Quit get off my, get off my back, Papa, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) I think as a Papa, I'm going to try really hard to avoid, uh, to avoid that period and really, you know, make sure I'm, I'm in tune with every little thing my my children are doing or, you know, I I need to know exactly what they're doing at all times so that I'm very, very involved so that they're not mad at me. Right. Uh, You sound, you know, a little intense. I guess it sounds a little constrictive to me. You know,
1: you might want to
0: ease up. I want to know everything they're doing at every moment just so that they love me more so that they know I care. (laughs) <laughs> What's so weird about that Is this because our children hate us And put us in a cage I think so
1: Look here's the thing We we, we kind of recently discovered that we were parents And I know you offered to, to give us some advice On that sort of stuff uh, I mean we literally just discovered it uh, We were kidnapped by our evil selves And they turned out to be We think our children
0: uh, They broke off of us Huh interesting
1: Much like you broke off a larger meteor You know what I mean So you know
0: Right would you, right. I mean, would you call that larger Meteor your parent? Well, I mean, it's the Meteor that raised me.
2: You know, I spent most of my time there. So, yeah. you know, I never really knew. I, I never really had anyone that I would say I could call my mother or father. But Meteor was definitely there for me. And it definitely was there for all my friends, Rick's off, everyone. And so if I had to give my parent lineage to anyone, it definitely would be Meteor. Wow. And did you love your parent? There were some rough times. You know, sometimes you would have to go on trips and stuff that you didn't want to go to. Like, oh, I don't want to go to Galaxy 9 or any of this type of stuff or that type of thing. Or when you're trying to spend time with some of, you know, the other meteors and just hang out with them or like have a, a, a summer to you sort of in an uh, 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 earth term. You have like a summer where it's free. And so you want to, Kind of hang out with some of your other meteor friends, and this meteor is like, no, not this summer. We're we have somewhere else to be, you know. And, you know, we're gonna go see grandma. You know? you know, not necessarily grandma, grandma, but I'm just you know speaking in earth terms. Uh-huh. And so then, therefore, when you come back, all the other meteors talk about how great their summer was and how much fun they had with each other, while all you have is stories about traveling the galaxy and just doing stupid stuff like fucking crashing into. St- stupid planets That no one's ever Gonna
1: hear of So you're a bit Of a fame hound you want, you want people To notice when you Crash into something Yeah like If we're gonna do Something then You should at least Do
2: it into a planet That people Know You don't shouldn't Do it into no B-list planets A-list planets yeah.
0: only Planets that have Life forms
1: Yeah
2: Right, <laughs> right. Oh, Wait I
0: mean yeah it's Fucked up Kind of
2: Planets that have Things that you can Destroy you know and But not to destroy The whole thing That never was the goal But you know, I had to learn from my hubris, and, and you know, and it's an it's a million years lesson that I'm learning.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's got that's yeah, that you've had to think about that for a long time. But I mean, but what an impact you made! I mean, things would be completely different. So there's a lot, you, you know, you brought forth a lot of good too. You know, like yeah, I, I wouldn't I had a be blast here when
1: you crashed. Yeah, it was real fun.
0: Oh, yeah, a tiny here wouldn't be
1: here. Life wouldn't, you know, really be uh, existing the same way. Yeah. I mean, that's a good
2: way to look at it. And I appreciate both your kind words about a situation that, you know, I've had to deal with mentally for, you know, a long time. And I will say beforehand, Earth did look very different. Um, it was a lot greener than it is now. Uh-huh. I would definitely tell you that. <laughs> um, water was a tad bit lower, y- you know, but... Over the course of that, seeing then what happened and then what sprouted from it, I guess you could kind of say that we did till the soil to sort of, you know, bring forth a new existence on this planet. So in that regard, yeah, you know, I'll take a little bit of
0: credit for that. Yeah, from death there is life. You know, uh, it's 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 a cycle. I've got a question. Did so when you were hurling towards Earth in those final moments before you. Crashed into the ground. Did you like look right into the eyes of a dinosaur? Oh, I look.
2: I was looking in the eyes of a lot of dinosaurs. Oh. I hear their screams. I hear their begging.
1: Please, not us, not us.
2: I got a family. Oh. No, no, mama, papa, what's happening? That type of thing. Everyone's afraid. Just everybody screaming, running around. Oh. So yeah, I, it's definitely something that I that I keep with me. Then I don't. And I don't forget, oh, but uh you know, uh-oh. you know, I just maybe I, if any of them were listening, I just want them to know that I'm sorry. And saying sorry is the first step to forgiveness. And if I could do things differently, I, I would. You know, I would break off the meteor into an even smaller piece as to not affect so much of the world. You know, and so instead of creating a meteor that then, you know, had a sort of seismic effect on the whole planet, I would do a smaller meteor that has like a a, a less seismic effect. So that's what I would say to them if if any of them were listening.
0: That's wow. beautiful. That is beautiful. That's brave of you to say.
1: Yeah, it is. We have no dinosaur listeners. Uh I am <laughs> I'm really sorry. That was beautiful though. That was beautiful. Uh, but but yeah, we well
2: you, well, you never know. You never know. There could be there could be some out there still in hiding or whatnot, you know, afraid that I might come back or but we won't. We're not looking for you dinosaurs. We're not so if you are in hiding and you're afraid that the media will come back to finish the job, that's not what the goal is. We are not doing that. You could come out of hiding and and and, and be yourselves.
1: Wow. I would love it if it turned out there were a lot of dinosaurs just in hiding. You know, they were like, hey, it's safe now. The meteor told me it's not going to come back and finish the job. Well, let's kind of roam the earth. We, we don't even need a Jurassic Park, right? They're just going to kind of that would, yeah, that,
0: that would really shake things up if yeah. they heard, if dinosaurs, hidden dinosaurs heard this podcast and like started crawling out of mountains and stuff where they've been hiding for a gajillions of years. That would there shake are things up. some mountains that
1: look like a look like a dinosaur to me. You know, like kind of like a sleeping dragon or something. I would love to see a mountain wake up and turn out to be a dinosaur. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the
2: whole mountain, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they might be out there. So if you are, just take my apology and have no hard feelings about it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you tell them how to feel. Speaking of telling people how to feel, I see a snail coming over the ridge. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. They're saying,
1: welcome, alien. They have a little sign. I guess. I guess you are you considered an alien? I mean, sure. In the classic
2: sense, then, yes, I am. I am a foreign object from somewhere else. Um, So I am an alien and I wrote it and I wear that with pride. You know, I remember one time I was traveling in a bag um um with. Uh, across the Mexican border with some uh, with, a, with a young family who was being escorted by a coyote into the United States. And, you know, I learned a lot about immigrants and what it takes and what it means to be one. And, you know, with that family, I was proud. I was proud of what they were trying to do. They were trying to provide a new life for their family. They were trying to leave sort of a, a, an oppressive an experience that they were having in Mexico. And so when I hear the term alien, you know, like a legal alien, you know, when I hear terms like that, I, you know, I have a different meaning to it because of my experiences. And that was one of them that really opened my eyes to it. So that person, thank you. Thank you, kind snail.
0: Yes. Yes, I am an alien. Wow. Wow. You have seen a lot. Yeah. You have experienced so much. I mean, you've been in so many incredible scenarios. I just... I mean, yeah,
2: Now, I will say also, um once they were caught um they were caught by some cartel members, and most of the rocks that were in that sack were then used to sort of weigh some of them down oh when they were thrown into the river oh, oh. Um, that. um yeah, I got get to you right now. some some of these cartels are pretty tough but but just the effort to try to get out and the effort to want to provide because they didn't get they didn't get them all they definitely didn't get them all they actually. They got it, they got more than half, but they didn't get them all. So, and I think that kind of perseverance is something that I, I sort of cling to every day. To
1: kill the dinosaurs and then potentially be used to weigh down people to their death. That is a lot of trauma. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I understand why you're seeing
2: that, Brooke. And you know, for any lesser rock, any rock that's not from space, this that it could be one that's tough to bear. But you know, I come, I come from a long line of, uh, of, of like, meteor strengths, And so if this is, if anybody can handle it, it is me. Well, movie Meteor
1: Man was based on you, right? Yes,
2: Meteor Man. The Robert Townsend movie, Meteor Man, <laughs> yeah. was based on me. And that's why it's my favorite movie. You know, every time I see it, a lot of that he gets right. A lot of it he gets right. Because it's
0: a- rare to see a movie where they get, humans get it right. Where it's, right. I mean, that scene, it's a entire, scientifically accurate Pretty much through and through, right? Top to bottom. Right.
2: If, because when we hit the Earth, if there was anybody there, yeah, you know, that we didn't, you know, kill, then if they would have got it, but you got to get it while it's hot. So if Quite anybody literally. else would have kind of got some of the fragments of the meteor at the time at its most potent, they probably would have had superpowers as well. Right. I mean, that is a true fact about meteors. <laughs> if you get
1: it early enough, you will be a, super, a superhero. You get it too late, you're dead. Oh man, this snail is coming up. Yeah, say they, they specifically want to ask you some questions. This is great.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear this snails question. Yeah, I'd love to hear this snails question.
1: Thinking to some snail mail.
2: Hello. I'm a grape. I'm Peter. A grape. I have a two part question for you.
3: Part one. Someday, I'm going to become juice or wine. When I change,
2: will I still be me? Will my friends and family still love me? If
3: I'm not me, who am I? Do I have to change? Or can I stay a grape? Part two.
0: Which do you prefer? Coke? Diet Coke? Or Coke Zero? Thank you.
1: I'm Peter. A grape. Wow. Two equally existentially deep questions. Whoa. You know, kick it off for us. Uh, What what do you think, Astrolocles?
2: Wow. Well, first of all, I want to thank peter a grape for being so vulnerable you know he really laid bare some of his uh his thoughts as well as some of his goals Mm -hmm. and and also some of his questions about you know said goals that maybe he's not so sure that he has for himself maybe that's something that's been imprinted on him off the top of the dome i would say no you can't stay a grape because even at some point you'll become a raisin if you don't become those other two things um but there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with growing older becoming a raisin. I I have known plenty of raisins in my life who have dropped so much wisdom.
1: Oh my god, the California Raisins. Come on. The best musicians on this side of uh, the backyard.
2: I, I I saw them, oh my god. I mean, I saw them at the Kit Kat Club.
1: The literal Kit, Cl- Kit Kat Club, right?
2: Yeah. I saw them in the literal Kit Kat Club in the 1950s and I could tell you right now it was it changed my whole opinion about music. That was the first time I tried to... uh, After that show, that was the first time I tried
0: to play harmonica. Wow. Wow. I would love to hear that. I mean, they were tiny. That's the thing.
1: All those musical instruments were essentially invented for raisins and they were made larger
0: for humans. Right. They started with raisins.
1: (laughs) A lot of the stuff that
2: people... that regular-sized humans use today, they don't understand that it was started on smaller things. And the raisins were very much at the forefront of a lot of newer technology and the new things and whatnot. And then, Big you know, time. some humans are sort of taking it, it for themselves. Didn't give anybody any credit. And then sort of like did it for themselves.
0: Shoes, gloves. Sunglasses. 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 There we go. Started with raisins. <laughs> yeah. Raisins are getting ripped off left and right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... I I would have to agree. I, I wouldn't fear change so much because when you mm-hmm. think about it change is the only constant and and you've been changing all along, grape. Maybe you haven't noticed it as much, but you're never really always the same. So, if you do change into into wine or or juice, then you're you're still kind of you, but a little bit different, but be, but you are you because you are different. A new adventure. Uh, a uh, new adventure. What was it? Pepsi for me. (laughs) I don't think that was...
1: uh... It was Pepsi. (laughs) Right? Pepsi. Uh
2: Uh-oh. Well, I think for myself, uh, I would say none. But I will say that the times that I've had them poured out over me by some stranger sitting uh, in the general area where I I was at, uh, the one that stung the least would be Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Wow So people are just Pouring soda On meteorites Huh Well yeah They pour sodas; They just pour them On the ground And usually I'm there or whatnot and People don't care About what they You'd be surprised What's been poured On over me People don't care About what they pour out You know what I mean Yeah, That's insulting <laughs> Oh very much so But you know People have done You know I've experienced A lot of different Sort of Disrespectful Things Not just to me But to the earth But because I was actually a part of it, I'm gonna say more to me. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been fed to people's animals before. So I've been in a few different digestive systems.
1: Whoa.
2: You know, I've came out of people's anuses, you know, i came out of animals' anuses, you know, I've been chewed, you know, I've been I've been skipped. skipped. You know, I've I've been skipped pretty often, you know, you know, like when people take yeah. a rocket they throw it or uh-huh. they're like I've been skipped plenty of times.
0: I think that sounds pretty fun. The,
2: yeah. Well, it, it is. It definitely is. But if this if the person is a relatively good skipper, uh-huh. then you could be skipping for a while. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the most I've been skipped has been 25 times. Wow. wow. And I can tell you, after about 10, you're ready to get off the ride, if
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, I
0: think my <laughs> stomach dropped a few times already. Start to unload. get busy. Starts to kind of you start to kind of chafe on the water. Yeah,
1: no. that's how I ended up at the bottom of the ocean. Honestly, uh, somebody tried to skip me, and they were really bad at it. It seemed pretty hard to skip there, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'm a geode. I'm a fucking geode, and they tried <laughs> to skip me, and they just went. <laughs> it was just a kind of mm, one a, ba- and done. A, a baby more of a more of a spike than a uh, than a
2: than a skip. Huh? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a hundred percent a spike. <laughs> Just some drunk guy on a cargo ship decided that he wanted to spike a geode into the water and call it skipping.
0: A baby tried to skip me once and I just kind of floated up and like back into his face, you know. It just kind of like flicked me and then I just kind of just went back up and I didn't even touch the water. The baby just (laughs) threw me and I just... Yeah, no, I just floated right in front of his face. Hey, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't trying very hard. It was,
2: (laughs) the wind helped me out. Tiny, if I can ask you, what do you you think is your favorite, what is your favorite
0: season? Oh, my favorite season? Well, I would say, I'd have to go with spring. Spring is some good times, you know, because it's a lot of water happening, and I'm pretty dry these days. Uh, You know, being so tiny and crunchy, uh, the more water, the merrier. Right now, fall was a little traumatic because that was the first time I, you know, every time fall comes around, it kind of reminds me of when I left my parent, the oak, and kind of broke off. And uh, yeah, fall's a little scary, but I, I can get into it. Also, obviously, there's the danger of getting shoved into a bag in the fall. You don't want to get stuck yeah, in a bag. You bags. might be
1: put under a boat or something, you know, trying to kind of help it float along. <laughs>
0: Though for me it would be exciting to be part of a bully and lover system, uh, as you know. But yeah, I go springtime. What about you? I mean, do you have a it's it's but the seasons probably go by like like so quickly for you because uh that's nothing. I mean,
2: only the air. ones that I love the most, which would be summer. That one seems to float by so fast. Like there's nothing more that I love than being just a hot, just a hot meteorite. You know, just People pick you up like, and they kind of like just drop you because you're so hot, but you're just always warm. Yeah. You know, I've been on people's I've been on, uh, you know, not to brag, but I've been on many a nude back. Whoa. Wow. Went, like in so, a
0: spa.
2: Uh, in a spa setting outside, just wherever people tend to use me. I've just, you know, and so I've, you know, and I've been on many a nude front, too. So, <laughs> you know, these are, these eyes have seen some things. Yes, Whoa. they
1: have. Wow! From outer space to a nude front, uh, <laughs> man,
0: it just yeah. what you've seen is just—it's staggering. It's incredible. from my butt to
1: Uranus. Yeah, it's—it's it's wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. so soft, I, I can say right now,
2: the, the softest part of a body that I've been on was a pair of testicles, for sure. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, was a pair of testicles.
1: Yeah, that little wrinkly skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the older the
2: testicles, the softer the softer the skin. And this is a fun fact for you all. Yeah, they only get yeah. better with age. <laughs> well, they don't get better. I mean, they, they just, you know, like them as humans, like they don't get better. But the, the soft tissue, the wearing away of what's inside, the almost
0: empty sack. Yeah, they just grind away, knocking against though. each other for years. They just yeah. grind away.
1: That's uh, there, a couple of rocks just banging against each other, grinding yeah, away. You don't wanna
2: be on you don't wanna be on on some on a on young testicles. So just it's just more it's more testicle than anything and just like just full of just hard whatever the thing is inside they're of a balls, testicle. All things
1: they're aggressive. Aggressive.
2: Very balls. much so. Very much so. But if you get like a nice old person who's been like sitting on their nuts for years grinding just grinding it away oh man there's nothing but there's nothing softer than that perch wow when
1: we get
0: out of here at some point
1: i hope we can lay on some old person's testicle
0: yeah that sounds like a dream come true
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i remember one of the california raisins was unmasked and they were an old testicle you know people thought they were just you know, another raisin they were like oh you're just kind of like a raisin with you know i don't know maybe there's like a something going on you know you had like uh some sort of like Skin thing going on I was like no I'm, I'm a different I'm, I'm a testicle I'm not a
0: raisin That's amazing I, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard that One of the yeah. California raisins Was actually a California testicle
1: Yeah it was a New York testicle That was the craziest thing <laughs> Oh wow Well
2: you know hey I mean I say this I learn something new every day And as somebody who's been Around the world And has been on this earth For millions and millions of years <laughs> That's the first I've ever heard that story. So thank you, Tony, for enlightening me and
1: giving me my learn something new everyday fact. Hey, 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 happy. Hey, happy to provide. They played the piccolo if you were interested. Oh, we got another snail kind of coming up. Let's give it a listen.
3: Hello. Wow. if If you actually air my question, I will be shocked because stuff like that just does not happen to me at all. Uh, okay, so a little bit about me. Um, I I am a four-leaf clover, which I know is like, woo, uh, yay, woo, yippee, skippy, boo, boo, one in ten thousand. That's amazing. Um, but you know that's sort of the problem because I don't, I don't feel amazing. I certainly don't feel lucky. There's nothing special going on over here. I'm just like. Wah. Just like everybody else, but I actually feel—I feel more isolated. I feel more—I feel alienated. I feel really alone most of the time. I got a lot of people coming up to me, kind of going like, like treating me like some kind of little freak or something. Like they're like, "I want, oh, oh, can I just, let me just kind of like rub up on get a little rub and rub off some of that luck, man." And I—I don't—I don't have any of that to give. Like, to be honest, I got some really bad stuff going on, okay? I got some bad, dark stuff going on. Uh, I can't talk about it here because I got to be anonymous, you know, as anonymous as a 1 in 10,000 thing can be. But um I, I just, I don't know how to go on like this, you know? So... Can okay, I feel a little subconscious? Like I haven't really asked a question and I just kind of um, poured my guts out.
0: <laughs> wow. Dark. That was dark. That was dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going through some shit. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, they are going through some shit. Well, let's just say, first of all, I just want to say
2: thank you to that <laughs> four leaf clover for being vulnerable.
0: Yes, yes, but you know, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Dial it back a little dark. Come on. Whoa. (laughs) Yeesh. But yes, thank you. Thank Thank you, you though. Thank you for being vulnerable. I know that must have been really hard, but holy moly. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) You didn't ask a question, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And i recognize you anywhere, Caroline. You're not anonymous. Yeah, it's definitely Caroline. No doubt in my mind. I mean, Thank but you. I guess if you want to be anonymous, uh, maybe don't listen to that part, uh, everybody. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how to edit stuff out. But I, I'm sorry, you're feeling that way. I mean, you know, I, you I, you're, Hey, we knew you were you Car- Caroline. That's pretty yeah, special. We do. You should feel special. That's. I mean, how lucky is that? That you you got you got people who know you already just for with your voice. You're. Trembling, just horrified, just, oh, (laughs) just uh, that you're going through something. You're going
1: through something and it's making us go through something. I mean, one of my most fun springs
2: was I had a four leaf clover on top of me for two weeks and we connected so well. And it's a fond memory of mine. And it was definitely one of the more lighter uh clovers that I've ever had on top of me, and I would like to think that that four leaf clover also had got a little pleasure for me as well so you know if if you're anything like you know not to generalize but I can tell you right now four leaf clovers make great great
1: lay on cl- clovers wow, hey, yeah, you could make a great lay on clover that's the thing, one of one thousand uh that that ain't nothing. You know what I will say? Even though it was wildly dark, uh, uh, you know, very uh, very upsetting. Uh, I I think you should feel good. You know, in the grand scheme of things, one is pretty pretty small in all of nature.
0: You should feel good about. I mean, that's yeah. I'm probably one in a gabajillion, You know, I mean, I mean, not one in a gabajillion. There's tons of like me you know leaves like me out there you know even though even though there are though we're all our unique selves you know everybody's different you are you and that's what's special yeah nobody else is called in like you have
1: no and i think that, that is incredible i'm like one of 15 wow whoa okay Strollocle's got you beat. Sorry, Caroline. I mean, Anonymous. So it's that? Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck out there, you know. Thank you so much for sending in your question. It's going to be fine. Get, it? get some
2: sunlight. And also, sunlight helps. Oh, sunlight yeah. helps some of, these, uh, some of your, the more, your, your more darker thoughts and tendencies.
1: Yeah. This, uh, this feels like practice parenting for us,
0: honestly. This is great. I think it we're does. giving
1: really good parental advice.
0: Yeah, I think we're doing a great job.
1: Oh there's one last snail. Uh we come in peace is what they're holding up to you, uhles. I don't know why that's weird. they I guess they think they're the alien or something. Cute. Hey, well I don't I don't take you as threatening at all,
0: young snail. Let's let's listen to his uh let's listen to what he's got.
4: Uh, hello, my name is Lyle. I'm a um, praying mantis. I live in Woodland Hills, California. Um my question is really a two-parter. I uh, I live with my mother and, you know, um all that comes with that. <laughs> but um mostly I really enjoy it. Um we we have fun together. Uh, we we enjoy games and um also uh, uh, other animal watching. <laughs> um but one thing that we d- differ on is that my my mother would love it if I had more of a killer instinct she's she's always saying um Lyle, grow a pair and i don't know to what that refers um but i know it's some sort of like uh, be a be be more of a uh, uh be more of a killer out there you and um i just want to make friends <laughs> i um i have a, f- a friend who is a field mouse named burke you may know him do you know burke um field mouse lives in Woodland hills california um, and anyway, Bert will back me up if you were to ask him um, what's Lyle like. He's like he's gonna say something like Lyle's always trying to make friends. He's 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 no killer. Um, anyway, how do I address this with my mother? Um, should I um, should I be a killer with her? <laughs> um, that's not to say that I want to kill my mother. That is not the case. Uh okay, well I love your guys' show and um let let le, 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 um uh I, I can't wait to hear your answer and, and appreciate your your support and appreciate you guys. Uh this is Lyle from Woodland Hills.
1: Jesus Dark Kill my
2: mother <laughs> Yeah that yeah. Lyle's mother is as good as
0: dead. <laughs> yeah. you can agree on that right yeah. oh yeah. yeah that sounded like uh maybe by the time that snail got here i don't know <laughs> that one is covered in blood
1: i mean i will say that's the only snail covered in blood and shaking i think maybe that's why it made that we come in peace joke or something because it, it, you know it was so confused it couldn't even make a joke
0: well i i hope everything worked out i get if there's time maybe lyle best advice right now i could give you is just first and foremost, don't kill your mother if if it's not too late. Because she's trying to do her best. You know, as a papa myself, you know, we're just trying to do our best. Yeah, we're doing our best here out here as new parents, you know.
1: God, you have such a scary quiver in your voice, Lyle. It really freaked me out. Uh- <laughs> All right, Lyle, and I'm going to offer you some advice as well. If you have already
2: killed your mother, then... I would say the best advice is to get rid of the body before anybody notices that you've killed your mother or that she is gone. Um, I would say maybe tie small pebbles or rocks to her feet and then throw her into the nearest river. I have seen that executed many times. Um, and seemingly the people who did it haven't been caught. You know, uh, So that's just something that I would give to you as a parent if I didn't realize you had then killed your mother. And then so it's like, well... You know, there's no use to uh, me losing both of my family members. So, you know, at least I should get my son off. And then together we can work on the issues that, you know, as opposed to them, them being behind bars and then also the mother being gone, you know. So just something to keep in mind. So if you have already killed your mother, just just, you know, do do as I said. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. But you know what? I feel like I've been extremely judgmental, but you you really roll with where the child is at in your parental advice. Yeah. You know, you're like, hey, the kid's going to do what kids are going to do. They're going to murder their mother. They're going to crash into a planet and destroy every dinosaur. You know, you got to understand where they're at and meet them where they are.
0: That's good. You got to listen a little bit more to your, to your kids. Right? Okay. But not just listen for listening's sake. You really got to hear them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I,
2: once was picked up, I once was picked up by um, a bald eagle. And as the bald eagle was flying me sort of across the country, um, we were having a conversation and the bald eagle had told me in life, sometimes people, you're, the birds, the birdlings is what they refer to it. are They're going to want to fly free before they are ready. And no matter how much you tell them that they're not ready, they're going to want to take the risk. And there's nothing that you can say or do that will make them not, you know, want to try it on their own. So you can tell them that they're not ready, but ultimately it's up to them to decide when they're ready or not. And then once they take the leap and whether they fail or they succeed, you're just there to help, you know, guide them along the journey, no matter what the outcome was. So, you know, that really stuck with me and I always remember it. And uh, and then when that bird dropped me in the Grand Canyon, um, it's, you know as i was as i was falling down so 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 many uh so many feet um it was just something that i was kind of contemplating over and over and
1: over again wow you know that was a situation where it was like you're here you're there
0: but you were in the in between for a while what a profound i mean of all the places to be dropped after after he after talking with the eagle like that that's that's cool to have that time to think yeah <laughs> right Right.
2: And I've had plenty of time to think, but, you know, that was definitely one of the more exciting views.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we're nature. We don't control our views. And cool view for you. I mean, I know you're so used to outer space views, but to see it all up close. Wow. I'm so used to outer space views, but, you know, it's crazy because I feel like when people
2: say, are you from here? And I'm like, no, I'm from outer space. But I've lived here so long. Right. That it's like, you know. Am I from outer space anymore? Like I think I've almost lived here just as long as I lived in outer space. Wow. You know what I mean?
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, you're. I mean, they, they, you've you've lived an entirely different life out here. Uh, I mean, clearly you've done lots and lots and lots of therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so much
2: therapy. Anybody who's willing to talk and listen, you know, I utilize. So them. you call anybody a therapist? Anybody that's in my vicinity, yeah. If they're talking to me, they're a therapist. I mean, I'm on your show and you're, and, and I'm kind of dishing out a, a little advice. But honestly, you two are my therapist as well.
0: Oh, wow. wow. I'm honored. Okay. Yeah. To provide any kind of insight to someone who's <laughs> seen so much. If I if I went back into space,
2: they wouldn't even recognize who I was.
0: Wow! They'd be like,
2: "Oh, you don't know, went to Earth, and you became a, a a dang found Earthling." You know what I mean? You know, a newfound Earthling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they'd be like teasing me and stuff. You know, talking about how different I would call. me. They would call me Hollywood, <laughs> Astralocles, You know, all that type of stuff like that. Look, we could only be who we are in the moment. Hollywood, Astralocles. <laughs> and when you say it, guess what? I don't take it. I don't take it. If, I'm not offended by it. And I wouldn't be offended by it if they told me, because like you just said, as my
1: therapist, you know, take me as who I am right now. Yeah, we do. You know, and and we're, you know, we're almost out of time. So um, as your therapist, we are you willing to, you know, pay us anything? <laughs> You know, as the session <laughs> wraps up, uh,
2: you know, I, I know, I don't know if you hear that rumble, but I feel like a small little avalanche is coming uh, in the backyard. Yeah, I feel like a small little avalanche is coming, and I might. Oh. Yeah, I feel like I'm just going to be moved along in a second. So, uh, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, no problem. Yeah,
0: we we just yeah. wanted to check. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no.
1: I, honestly, we have no use for money. I don't even know why I asked. <laughs>
0: hey, you gotta
2: you gotta ask for what you what you think you deserve. And I, so I don't, I don't blame you for that. And if I could give you any money, I definitely would. But once again, I left my wallet in the last place that I was, and this avalanche is coming now. If I come back around at some point, for sure, for sure, I'll try to get you a little something. And we would okay.
0: love that. We, yeah. But just
2: right now, ah, my rock, my my little meteor pockets, my little meteorite pockets are
1: empty. Yeah. No, I mean it's weird. I see you like crossing your meteor holes. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, you're but that the truth? means something
2: totally different than what you think. Really? I'm crossing my meteor holes, and usually that's something that indicates that somebody is telling some sort of a lie. But that's not what that's not what it's meaning for me. It's meaning that what I am saying is not the most truthful. It's a totally different thing.
0: Oh, okay, just not the most truthful. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's not as bad as a lie, I guess. Well, th- oh, thank you for being so honest, and thank you for be and thank you for imparting so much wisdom on us even though we are your ther- your therapists uh change right i feel like i've learned so much about about the world and history and and how everything went down and i just my my mind has been a little my my crispy little mind has been a little bit uh crispy blown so thank you thank you so much i can't believe
2: I'm a parent and a therapist now. Right, right. Next time I'm on, I have to tell you about what happened to Amelia Earhart, because I saw uh, it.
0: What? <laughs> what the hell? You're all oh. back on us, Well, oh, I cannot wait. I can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> oh, my God. There is an avalanche coming. Whoa, whoa, oh, well. whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa! Nice guy. Great guy. Thanks for listening to Nature Talks
1: to Itself. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or uh, wherever you humans get podcasts, and give it five astronomical objects consisting of a luminous spheroid of plasma held together by its own gravity. Yeah, uh, stars. Give it five stars. You can get updates on the show by following at Nature Talks Pod on Twitter and
0: Instagram, as well as at Hey Justin and at Jace City USA. Nature Talks to Itself is created and hosted by Jace Armstrong, as me, a tiny. Crunchy Leaf and Justin Michael as Anthony Geode.
1: Allison Kim designed the logo, Casey Trela created the music along with some crickets, and Brian Holmes edited the podcast.
0: Special thanks to Ronnie Adrian as Astrolocles the Meteorite.
1: And a regular old thanks to our snail mail callers: Dave Tooney as a grape, Kristen Rosansky as a four-leaf clover. And Johnny Beeks as a praying mantis from Woodland Hills. Until next time. Until next time. Nature's watching. Nature is watching. Ha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha.